At I some know. point, can I tell stories about both of you? No. Yes. Oh, shit, yes. Please? Okay. All right, yes. yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm afraid now. Oh. Now I'm exposing you for all of your crimes right here on the podcast that you control the release of. Yes. Oh, fuck. This is where to do it. You know? Well, you, well, lucky you for you, we don't edit. <laughs> <laughs> is it worth going to prison? Not if I have to edit. <laughs> Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. I'm Derek. And today we're going to get... Uh, oh, I had something I was going to say and I fucked it all up. Well, yes... Thank you for listening, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. We're very excited because it's not a Sunday sermon. We got live episodes going down, but you can listen on your Discord channel. Well, our Discord channel, but yours yes. too, because yeah. it's all about the Grit City Podcast and all those people and all the fun stuff going down. You can find that at gritcitypodcast.com. And you can also find our Patreon where you can subscribe or just follow and do some really uh, cool things. We send out some stuff. You just sent out some stickers to peeps, right? We did. Um, well, you get notified when the, the podcasts come out. And then we do also do bonus episodes. But yeah, we just um, we just sent out a bunch of stickers and stuff to, uh, I think, every patron. And if you didn't get one, it's because I don't have your address. So oh, make sure oh. you've, you've filled out your address or check your messages because I've, I've hopefully reached out to you. Nice. Yeah, we, we do bonus episodes and boner episodes. Whoa, whoa, wow. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, well, Scott got this ready because he decided to buy boner chocolates or something like oh, that. Oh, I didn't even give him one. I didn't even oh, offer him a boner chocolate. Oh, that joke was even on topic. Did you see that? I know, yeah. right? Look yeah. at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's introduce our guest, a man I am very excited for because he has figured out how to merchandise his pets. Mr. <laughs> Casey McLean. Uh, I, I love the fact that uh, I was w- watching either either your special or your uh, or your sports podcast. Sure. But you had mentioned the fact that you had T-shirts for your cats. Yes. And then also your or your cat and then also your dog. Correct. And I'm like, God damn, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's uh, it's really made having the cat worth it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Lazy little ass now is actually making a little cheese for you. Yes, exactly. I found it interesting, though, too, because even as you mentioned it, it seemed that um, a certain demographic were more uh, inclined to purchase the cat cat T-shirt. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware of this, but women women be shopping is a pretty... uh, I've sold the shirts. The cat shirts are like 95% women, and then the dog shirts are still like 50-50. But the dog shirt only came about because I was only selling to women, and I'm like, I need these men's money. Men's money spends the same, you know? Dude, how have we not made shirts? Like, you have two. What do you say? You haven't made shirts. Everything. You got like, a, everybody's oh, yeah, got a different no. Grid yeah. City podcast. But I mean, no no cat or dog shirts. Like, well, Jeff right. has a, you have a beautiful cat. Justin, oh, you have I two love beautiful cats. cats, right? Yeah. Like, how do we not have a Lemmy shirt? How do we not have a I know. Well, and that's like the thing is, I got an Instagram account for both, both cats. They have their yeah. own 
each each one of those. Um, and even my wife now, since I've got my site up, she's like, we need to make merchandise for at least Carl, for Dan at Carl. <laughs> you can but, also check out Elaine Bennis, the dog, or Tuffy Puff, the cat. See, on, you know what's up. Yeah. I'm also a white man. Yes, I, 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 I know. <laughs> uh, nobody's plugging themselves. It's all about their cats and their dogs, right? Yeah. This is my pet's Instagram. <laughs> also, my dog has real strong political opinions. You can ignore those. Right. <laughs> was your, where was your dog on uh, January 6th? Just going to ask there. You know where she was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Casey, I, I love the fact, first off, um, you are born and raised in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Yes. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I've always wanted to have you on. Not the only one, but you're, you're a very funny guy. I love the fact that you, um, you're kicking it around here, doing all that stuff, but also growing up in this area uh, and now also living in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. So you got that, you've got the Tacoma uh, aspect of you know, the knowledge and the understanding of what this place is all about. Of course. Let's start off with comedy. First, um, let's just shout out to, like, to like, links and stuff where people can find you. If you just at Casey McLean on YouTube, that's a quick and easy way to find it. But yeah. where's the best way to, like, all the other links and stuff? Yeah, it's all on Linktree, the Casey McLean. Everything is there. But uh, yeah, the Casey McLean, all social media, thecaseymcclain.com. There's a couple of assholes named Casey McLean. One guy's just a photographer in New York that won't give me his Twitter account. <laughs> and there's also a dude that's like a, a painter in Hawaii. And sometimes comedy bookers are like, you're a good comedian, but these paintings are amazing. And I'm like, oh, it's some That's fucking someone. dickhead. Well, that was... I can swear on this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Also, I, I feel like you're missing some synergy there, man. What you need to do is start fixing for those guys. As soon as <laughs> you're like, hey, I can get a whole, get you that painting, right? And That's then right. it's a finder's fee, bro. Yeah, you got to work oh, that. Yeah. And then I just like scribble down some shit on a... Sure. Uh, I, I One of my things that I do on Twitter is I follow everybody with my name. So oh, wow. Justin Robinson, <laughs> just every single person. There's dudes who do like ASMR. There's like guys. Is he an NFL player right now? Probably. There's a couple of basketball players. There's one that I followed uh, his college career. Now I think he's playing in like Europe. Oh, and it's wow. like I'll send him messages and stuff. I'm like, rock on, dude. He like had a, a quick little stint with like maybe the Raptors or something like that. But it was like, yeah, I'm cheering for you as your doppelganger. And then I'll, <laughs> like, I just love liking their posts to see if like they even notice that it's like their name. Yeah. Like it's just like that weird sort of thing on that aspect of it. There's a Casey McLean that follows me on uh, Instagram. Casey Todd McLean. Shout out to you. He's a weird guy. I like him. He lives <laughs> in like Iowa, but he always comments like, "What are you doing to us?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's funny." And, like <laughs> he's funny. There's uh, that's my chair, by the way. I watched you hearing oh, it. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. I'm, this is. I'm the fattest person to ever sit in this chair. I think because you guys are like, oh, there's like music. No, playing. just don't lean backwards. Oh yeah, you've got the ejector seat. Yeah, so uh, there, I gotta go or, grab a, like or, a wooden chair. There's or, like or, we've got or out go of the, ahead and lean back. <laughs> out of the five chairs we have here at the beautiful Union Club, we're recording here. If you go check out UnionClubTacoma.com, you can see the amazing co-working space that we're fortunate enough to uh, uh, hang out in. But the funny part about this is we've got four chairs here and though these are the chairs that lean back just a little bit but if you lean back too far it feels like you're just going to get launched so i think it was irresponsible to tell me that you got to get this on video because you want to try right (laughs) we've already had that happen to like uh, like our our poor uh hacker group that we had in they were just sitting back leaning back and just went "Ah!" (laughs) sorry don't worry about that it's all good i think it almost got amani last time too right yeah 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 we just recently had amani on amani taylor amani's the man he's amazing um, he was talking about how, you know, the last couple of years have been kind of insane, obviously with like COVID and stuff, but he was kind of relieved, like to not have to do stuff and <laughs> have that, like, cause he's hustling all the time. How yeah. did, how did, how did the, uh, how did the pandemic fare for you on that aspect? It was, I mean, it was tough. It was like uh, horribly depressing. 
uh, at the beginning. And the, well, first at first it was nice. Mm-hmm. I had a six month old child, and I was Ooh. like, I get to spend a couple of weeks with her. We'll be out of this, and then we'll go right back to the regular <laughs> nice. schedule. And then about six months in, I was like, I think it was july of that year we started doing zoom shows Mm -hmm. and because i remember being in my the upstairs bedroom where all my stuff is and it's just like a billion degrees and i'm in a button-up shirt because i thought i still needed to do that (laughs) and i had like a full thing set and so that was like at that moment i was like this is better than nothing and then pretty soon i was like it's not really that much better than nothing and then we started doing like backyard shows i did any version of shows you could do like so backyard shows i did shows at tacoma comedy club where the person could technically rent out the club Mm -hmm. and it would be like maximum of four or six people whatever the law was at that moment and it would be literally i I did one for two people where like one guy got up to go to the bathroom and i'm like i think we're just gonna wait till he gets back it's like it's too intimate to do comedy for one person you just that's that's a podcast (laughs) but now we're just having a consultation like i think you owe me more money now um, and so, yeah, it was, I mean, there were like obviously positives and negatives. And then I will say I got out a little bit earlier than other people because I was able to, um, kick an old person out of line and get the vaccine. And, uh, <laughs> there's somebody's grandpa's dead because of me. That's, uh, I don't well, feel bad about it. Fair he, enough. He was probably racist. And, uh, it's a good call. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got out a little bit earlier, which was also good because I was like up to full speed pretty quick. And got to do some gigs that I probably wouldn't have gotten to do. Now it's like very difficult to get on the road because so many comedians are dying to be in clubs and so many theaters are still shut down. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, I didn't even realize that. I'm sure there's some that aren't that aren't coming back. You know For sure. I mean? oh, yeah. Both yeah. comedians and theaters. Yeah. I hope. Well, yeah. I hope <laughs> you're right. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Uh. And so, I mean, I love, uh, first off, I love the, the, the comedy scene here in Tacoma. Like, uh, and, and I would just say the Pacific Northwest in general and it's Especially like the South Sound, like sure. we've had, like we've had Naren on, yeah, we've had, Naren. and Naren's amazing. Um, we've had a bunch of uh, different comedians on, and it's just the fact that we can like get that slice of life here and you can go to so many different shows like you can go to Nate's or you can go to Tacoma Comedy Club but also you can go to you know Brogan's place Cosmic Bottles just had a comedy show like they sold out book me Brogan a bottle shop oh, we'll, we'll let him know we'll, we'll remind him on that one but it's like one of those things that's just like holy crap this is like it's cool because even like in Puyallup, they got Fierce County Cider, which is yeah. a great place. I actually, I, I've known the owners for years, and it didn't even, I didn't even realize. It's just one of those things that they basically switched career paths right. and was like, we're just going to open up a cider shop. And I'm like, oh, awesome. They're hosting shows. Like, it's awesome. That place is great. There's a lot of really cool places, and it's... It's it. Do you think was it was that the case before? Like, were there any like a lot of like uh, uh, breweries or things like that that were hosting shows, and I sure. just didn't even realize that. Well, th- there definitely was some stuff, and a lot of it was me, and I didn't do a very good job of getting the word out because there weren't <laughs> many people in attendance. Uh, I produced a bunch of shows, but I mean, yeah, there's been shows around. I would say that. There's definitely more. It's easier to. It's cheaper to buy PA equipment now. It's mm-hmm. like, um, it's easier to use now than it used to be even i think a lot more places have it a lot more places have opened also i think just people want to be with other people now which i think yeah traditional northwest personality is not that so we got kind of we're like midwesterners now um (laughs) to to a degree like a a little bit yeah like 60 percent of a midwesterner now uh but no i mean like the those shows are there were shows like that out there like there was a, there used to be this really cool show at this really shitty Italian restaurant in Graham, 
Um, I guess I won't say that. They're closed, but I won't say the name to not make them feel bad about themselves. But the show was fun because it's just lunatics from Graham that would come. Like, I didn't know there were this many people in Graham, and now there's 45 of them at an Italian restaurant that are willing to listen to the craziest shit you will say, you know? Fierce County Cider, by the way, is like, that crowd's awesome because it's just like, I, it's insane people. Really? It's like all like, it's like, it's not even country. It's like that, like the people who really love living in an unincorporated part of a county those kind of people that are like just they're like up for anything they're really fun it's it's the people who have first off like if you're in that area like kind of the deep puyallup area it's uh, it's that the 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 rural like I mean if you go in, down into Piop itself it's like these like rural palisades in like a sort of town sure and uh, then when you get a little bit deeper it's like yeah it's like the people who are just like oh they they kind of want to be off the grid yeah but they still want access to one of the two WalMarts on Meridian yeah like it's like and just they're, like they're conservatives <laughs> the way my dad's conservative where it's like uh, I'm sorry if anyone's offended by this but my dad's like. Uh, He's like, I don't want, to, I don't want to pay taxes, but also, obviously, gay people should be allowed to be married, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like, I don't want to, I don't want to pay taxes, and I don't want you to know my location. Like, he's got all of his location stuff on off on his phone, but there's like common sense things that he's like in Alabama, he'd be too liberal for Alabama. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, I also just in like the aspect of like comedy and like booking shows now. Is it? Do you feel it's easier to do that now because of? Uh, the abundance of that and the fact that people do want to come out to shows and like come out and do stuff because I mean you know two two and a half years of being stuck a lot of people just not doing anything it seems like people like you said way more apt and wanting to come out yeah I mean I, I, you think so I'm I think I've realized I'm so bad at producing shows that uh, <laughs> I've still never you, there's not enough pandemic in the world you could put a uh, hundred people in solitary confinement and they'd just stay there instead of coming to my show like if, if that was I don't know I mean, not, not to see me perform in particular, but like I had a show, a weekly show at Airport Tavern for a while. Oh, yeah. And it was like, it was fun. It's like a really cool space. And it's, it is hard to get people to go to South Tacoma. But uh, also, I mean, I, at a point I was like, it's free and I'm pouring $100 yep. a week into advertising. And yeah. still, it's just like. that's We did the same thing. Back in the day, we used to promote. Oh, comedy. I know. I know. I know, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> these, are, these are my stories. Okay. Oh. Oh, here we, did we the go. Same thing. I mean, Brogan, Brogan, Brogan handled most of that. I have to say, and, and I feel like no, he's he did passing a good the buck job. real quick. Um, <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, yeah, and maybe, maybe I am. I don't know. Um, but uh, it was the same thing all the time. Like we were constantly putting money into it. But I, I'm surprised at how many people I meet um, that are adults, like. Um, in their 30s, and they've never been to a live comedy show. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I've never been to comedy. And like, well, what? Why? You're missing out. Right? I, I'm one of those people. Dude, comedy really? is, oh, is the so easiest fun, and yeah. best date night ever. It's just so easy. Everything's taken care of. You it, don't have to worry about where to go to get drinks. It's really. your fr- but if it's your first time, oh. don't sit in the front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, because then at that point, you're you're going to be easy pickings. Also, watch a YouTube video of the comedian before you go. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Especially oh, if you're going on a date, especially like there's comedians who are Catch not the meant vibe. for every yeah. person. You know what I mean? I've got a really funny story about that. Um, so... When I was working in radio, we would go to radio conventions, yeah. morning show conventions, and they would book a, a lunch and then have a comedian. And most of the time, it's the, the corporate gig sort of thing, sort of aspect. The guys are pretty pretty on the level. I don't know if you've ever heard of a comedian called The Greg Wilson. Uh-uh. Um, he's an L.A. comic, and his, um, his closer 
was uh, his imitation, his impersonation of Arnold Schwarzenegger giving a blowjob. <laughs> so we're all just like the degenerates sitting in the corner, like just cracking up at all of his just like, you know, I mean, this was like in 2008. So it's still that edgy sort of sure. like trying to like see where you're going with it. And we're just dying, and everybody else in the whole place is just appalled. Yeah. And we had him on. We had him on so often, like just because he was so funny and just kind of fit our vibe. But it was like one of those things where it was just a total and complete and utter crapshoot. People had no idea what to do. So yeah, that's rough. Research the comedian <laughs> beforehand. Right. Just just real quick. Same thing. Uh, we went to see Bobcat Goldfake when he came yeah. around just last couple of years, and somebody did something that drew his attention and it got dead quiet sure like they were waiting for him to explode and the whole time he never gave out that vibe like he's gonna have a day have a day or anything like that right but he goes dude he goes you guys paid for tickets you're the good guys he goes i'm not gonna take it shit he goes what's going on over here you know and he goes he goes there uh, some uh, college kids were trying to uh, share a napkin for the entire table like six of them it was just one napkin (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) yeah right and he was watching it out of the corners yeah the corner of his eye you oh, know wow. but yeah but it was uh, kind of fun to see the response of the crowd that nobody moved oh yeah when, when he when uh, he was distracted i opened for bobcat in spokane oh, nice. uh like a year and a half ago and he's yeah he's he's like by the way like you expect him to be the like police academy or okay. scrooge guy and he's not that but he's it's like it's interesting because he's like a super super liberal guy right. and he's like you know who was at january 6th Police Academy fan, <laughs> uh, right. so he gets like a real he gets like a really like blended audience, which is cool because they're very fun. Like, right, and especially in Spokane, they're very like. There's a lot of dude. We had our most we had our most insane because uh, right next to the comedy club is their barcade. Yeah, and we got oh fuck Scott and I we went out there to tour a, a weed farm and we got shit housed at that barcade because that's just like where all the college kids what? are. Sure. You did, uh, I, yeah, I was yeah, would never, yeah, yeah. Of course not. I might have given really bad life advice to some college kid i don't know i just remember talking to them and being very serious and being very hammered yeah i've been drunk at that bar a lot of times it's a it's a a spokane is like i call it feral uh it's like (laughs) one of those places where i watched an old dude run over uh like just basically run through the parking lot run over uh uh like curbs and stuff just to leave i'm like and just cars going everywhere just people going nuts and it's like first impression and it didn't like let up from there oh yeah but i i love spokane just for that aspect of it I appreciate it a lot more. I grew up with my family, a bunch of my family's from Spokane, so I'd go there every year. And I grew up going there. And now, back then, it was like, this is this boring place that's like 20 years behind Seattle. And now I'm like, I kind of liked 20 years ago. So, <laughs> like, that's kind of it's kind of fun to be there, you know? Like, the. Um, can I tell my stories about you guys? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So okay, are, here I, we go. I won't, I won't drag them out too far. So, Scott. Uh-oh. And uh, Grit City slash, I, maybe you guys had a booking company, but through Josh Firestein booked me on like three of the earliest booked comedy gigs I ever did. Yep. Um, there were, No, maybe four, because there was one at the Valley that I remember uh, you guys were involved in that. One, it was called the, uh, fuck, like the Acme Tavern. Yep. Yeah, the Acme, which so is did, now Camp Bar. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. yeah. Valley yeah. And which Ac- maybe Acme had a, sp- did it have a in-between, there was something else that was in-between, or was it just straight Ac- uh, Acme it, to Camp Bar? They, did, they, they were called the Grub. Grub, the grub, grub page, page. Oh fuck yeah. yeah! I have no idea on that. Yeah, one. The, yeah. Um, and then there was, I think there was another one, but also one of the one of the worst gigs I ever did. You guys were, uh, but it was it was it was <laughs> oh, very no. it was very uh, 
I it was feel a great experience. Already it was right a great now. experience. I'm like, oh shit. Well, no, we I, again, I tell this story fondly, but it was uh, at O'Malley's in Tacoma, a fundraiser for Clonapalooza, the metal festival. Oh, yeah. Right on. And I remember. So <laughs> I went up. For, this was the deal. Oh, it was, no. It was metal bands play for 50 minutes and then and comedy, then comedy for the 10 <laughs> minutes between. But so I went oh, up. Okay. I was supposed to go up third and I went up. I was like, can I go up first? Because I was like, I'm just going to go home. And, uh, <laughs> and then I get there. I go up first and I had like a decent set, but there were not many people there. But everyone was kind of sober. And then my buddy went up and I was like, I'll stay and watch my buddy on the next one. And he went up, and every time he was about to hit a punchline, someone would, like, sound check their guitar. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst idea ever, yeah. dude. Yeah. And then by the end of it, it's like, by the way, Scott and Brogan were completely sober. Let's pretend that's the case again. <laughs> and they're just going like, this fucking comic sucks. And I'm like, you booked him. What are you doing? And we, so we it sounds like Brogan. We didn't get paid, but we got uh, we got five drink tickets, which is an insane amount of drink. It's like almost an illegal amount of drink t- tickets. And we all drank them all. Like we, and by, by the end, I remember my friend, uh, my friends, they're now divorced, but uh, not oh. over this. Oh, God. But his, his, uh, his wife was like hated brogan so brogan oh. made like some kind of like joke about women sure. and she right was like on. fuck that piece of shit i hate him forever i don't even remember what the joke was it was like so brogan's got he, brogan does that like he's yeah. a very charming man but the charm works on both sides sure like sure. like he'll either like like you'll be his best friend or he you will just fucking be like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> yeah. like and i've and i'm literally i he's been like my best friend for I'm looking at my watch, but it's like been like 30 45 years. 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, 45 minutes. Like, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, so I completely understand that aspect of it. I think um, Jeff was saying we have that parts of that on video on yeah. YouTube. Oh, I think you I, I have the video of you. We interviewed you. I yeah, believe. so that's, yeah. I'm actually curious because Chris yeah. Aldridge, the guy who he said that there's a video of me floating around because I remember they were like, what do you think about Clone of Palooza? And I'm like, this is fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you, I think you can search metal at O'Malley's. Okay, and, I'll look it up yeah. on YouTube. And yeah. We'll see if I'm, we can I'm find it. it. I'm, yeah. that's what I'm if you can find for. it, I'd be because oh. he told me it exists, but he he was probably too yeah. stoned. We'll to remember send it, it to was. you. Yeah. We'll send it to you, but we're also going to post it on our Discord too, so everyone else can see Hell that yeah. ridiculousness. Yeah. Big backstory with that. That was the time I was running with another crew, my own crew, of more video blogging and stuff gotcha. like that. So I was doing projects with these guys. And um, my my stuff kind of fell apart because I, I got old. And, and sure, like, we did the fuck. same thing to him. We yeah. would, we would be like, Jeff, come video this. He'd be like, okay, and we would just get shit hammered. <laughs> and he would be yeah. like, you guys go stand over here. We'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you go stand over there. It was the best time, man. We oh, it was a good time on so many levels, man. Yeah. So then my story for Justin is a lot less climactic, which is uh, I'm so I did the live recording for Doug Loves Movies when you were on it. It's a comedy oh, club. Oh fuck. Okay. Which ones? Uh, was it uh, Nikki Glaser or um... definitely that one? Okay, mm. and then if there was another one, I probably did that. I did. I think I've done every. Maybe there's been one since the pandemic that I didn't do, but I I've, did every single one before I've that. I believe done two of them, so gotcha. I know that for sure. Uh, I, I think I've done two of them at Tacoma Comedy Club, but yeah, the one with like Nikki Glaser, yeah. and that one that one was super fun. Yeah, I I think that might have been the one where uh, Doug Benson came out and was like. 
irate about like his music not playing at the right time, which I think is the last one that ever happened there. And uh, I, I, and it's weird too because he's coming to do Douglas movies, but he's doing it in July. In uh, I just looked this up because I wanted to see because he hasn't been around here in a while, right? Um, and he was doing it at the Croc, the Hereafter, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is I know that they had redesigned the Croc, and I know that they had done like added stages. I did, I forgot that they added like a whole comedy club thing yeah, or something it's interesting. like that. It's like a hundred seat used to be a movie theater. Theater, really cool space. Oh, that makes sense. They probably took over like a landmark theater or something yeah, like maybe. that. You it's know. like right underneath it. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe used to be, I think it might have actually genuinely been a porn theater at some point. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Just like have a booth, and then there's just the comedian in the middle, and everyone's in the booth, and then the and then then the thing comes up, up, and then you just like uh, <laughs> I meant like a Pee Wee Herman porn theater, not a lusty lady <laughs> porn. See, that's theater. Like, exactly just like I just you, imagine the lusty lady. That's oh, all I man, imagine. The, I miss the lusty lady. It used to be such a fun rite of passage whenever our friends would turn 18. Oh, we had a just, thing here? It was, was in Seattle, but oh, it was a, okay. it was oh, a yeah. peep show. Live so, peep show. Yeah. So it sli- had to slide up doors yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. You and pay your half money. Of, and... Half of the booths you could see in from the other booths, so you would just see a dude like full intensity jerking <laughs> off. without. He's completely oblivious to the fact that you can you see, see him. Yeah, he's one, like turning and looking. Or maybe yeah. he's not. One's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one's a two-way mirror, and one is like just glass. And I don't... Fuck. Which... Now, somebody's got a, a different story about you. Uh, oh, I went to, no. This is how much we loved that place uh-huh. in high school or like right after high school is we went – they had a Christmas party. And we went to the Christmas party and they had like – they were like, you can get like a real life lap dance. And it was the saddest because th- these women are used to like being uh, – having a glass between you and them. Like – and they – dude, it was like I've been to other – I haven't been to strip clubs in a long time. I'm a married man. There you go. Late – Honey, if you're listening, uh, but they, like this was not a this was not a strip club experience. This was like borderline like a librarian touch. Like, <laughs> so my other story is I was a uh, I did a KGRG and you came and you guys the BJ Shea show came oh, to talk. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean you didn't know me back then. I'm sure because I wasn't a comedian. I was like a fucking dork in this class. But uh, I shortly I've, I kind of view broadcasting that was early. Yeah, I view broadcasting kind of the same way as comedy where. I don't know a single broadcaster that has a broadcasting degree. I know very few. Maybe you do. I'm sorry if you do. I went to Clover Park Technical College, and gotcha. I've got my associates in you, radio broadcasting. And now we're here in fucking... And now we're in yeah. beautiful Tacoma at Union Club doing but podcasting. Like, but it's like, I don't think it's required by any <laughs> no, means, so no, I dropped no, that No, not at all. Like, if you could go back, get something for, like, a backup. <laughs> you know what I well, mean? And a lot of the times, doing something like that, it's... Uh, first off, I love KGRG because what they do, they just get the kids in there and just do their, their, their programming. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic and it's worthwhile to check it out um you don't need that sort of thing and like even doing like broadcasting and radio now is it's it is what it is yeah and it's it's one of those interesting aspects and i was watching i was even just watching like either a comedy special or just a comedian maybe on tiktok because that's what i do you know just fucking flip through tiktok all the time but it was one of those things where like Comedy is very gig based, and you could just get you know just get bumped from something. You don't know even know what's going on. And yeah, radio is that sort of aspect, but they give you the illusion of having stability. Sure. So like w- when you're doing comedy, usually you're going to have some sort of like uh, maybe not even a side hustle, maybe just kind of that main thing that's kind of supplementing it. Sure. With radio, you're like, no, we're good, we're good, we're good, and then you're not. They they fool you with health insurance. That's yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, they're like, we got health insurance. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically it is health Dude, insurance. I, I feel 
like every job is fooling you that way, right? They all sure. they all feel they all feel make you want you to feel comfortable. They're like, oh, don't worry, no big deal. Look at all the tech layoffs, dude. Dude, I there's know. people oh. that have had their whole life they've worked there, and they they lost their mind. They don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck to do, right? Yeah. Well, that was like with my gig. I mean, I was there for fucking sixteen years, and now yeah. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, dude. There's there's no there's no. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but there's none of it. I swear to God. <laughs> um, they, they, they're, they're, they well, just... We're in like an at-will state or whatever that's called where they can yeah. just fire you at any time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no... Uh, by the way, comedy, you, it's very easy to get bumped. And I've never been... I've only been laid off from a job one time and it was beginning of the pandemic. Comedy, I got bumped four times by Mike Epps in the pandemic. Like from 20, March 2020 to March oh, 2022. Man. Four times Mike Epps was like, I'm, I actually want a headline that weekend. And I was supposed to feature for someone and they're like you're not the right guy for mike epps like you're not a, a, well one time i joked i was like i it'll be so cool to meet mike epps this weekend working with him he's like yeah we need extra security yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just i love the fact that even just uh just i had i mean i've had a chance to meet uh, a lot of different comics and do a lot of really strange things going to a strip club with ralphie may is one of oh, about, wow. m- one of the most ridiculous things that's ever amazing well he just went into the back room and then at like three hours later we're like we gotta go we got stuff to do he's like, just sleeping back there <laughs> he just like was like yeah i'll get a ride i'm like you're nowhere near you're like fine okay cool you're all good do whatever you want to do yeah. with that aspect but i just love like being able to interact first off with comedians because obviously you've got your set um but everyone's just going to be so different like behind the scenes and it's like you're just talking about with like bobcat like you're not going to be you're not going to be integrated with like the same type of person like that is going to be on stage yeah uh do you do you find that that's the case when people try to like uh you know if they come to you after a show or if they catch you at a a time when you're not on stage like do you have to deal with that sort of issue on that oh i don't know i think it depends if i've featured on the show mm-hmm. and i get like a little bit of a buffer so like i'm that's the middle and then there's like 45 minutes to an hour before i have to deal with anyone because the show still has i'm pretty i'm like back down to to like level mm-hmm. so i think i'm better in that situation when i just come off stage headlining and i have to deal with the audience i'm at like it's like they just watched me masturbating at the lusty lady <laughs> it's like the shame you just go like Hurr. yeah i'm like i when people i'll walk through the audience and people are like great job and try to give me a high five and i'm like thank you and i'm like you know like <laughs> I, I don't know what it is it's something weird about like i think it's uh i'm not religious but it's like catholic shame or something like that or like like i i just have a thing where it's like it feels the moment you get done it feels embarrassing to have done that you know what i mean so you're like oh, i just told you about my fucking dick for 45 minutes and right now we have to go shake hands and pretend like that didn't happen or it's the same aspect of it's like oh i caught your show how's your dick like it's like <laughs> yeah, they're bringing dude. back things and you're like it's i'm not in i'm not in that mode crap okay. i have a joke about my daughter loving the american flag and at one point in it i say she loves it no matter where she sees it it could be on a in front of a courthouse, Budweiser can, a stripper's lower back, and people are like, "Don't take your daughter to see strippers." And I'm like, "What are you fucking stupid? Like you don't understand? Where did you? Where did it was you like come? the humor? Like, yeah. like yeah." Uh, I also I'm curious too because um, I noticed like uh, you just dropped a well you haven't dropped a special you are going to be dropping a special soon but you do have one out there called Baby Wait. Um, and you can find it on your YouTube channel, just at Casey McLean. It's pretty yep. easy. And we have the links out there. Wait is W-A-I-T, by yes. the way. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, oh, yeah. Yeah, good call yeah. on that one, as I say it out loud. Um, and was that one recorded at Bricktown? 
It was actually recorded at Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. It was their opening weekend, and I uh, it wasn't even like by far not the best set I had of that material. I was just so fucking sick of doing that. I wasn't even going to record the show, and I was like, I guess I'll record this show. And it was New Year's Day, the early show. I was like, yeah, I guess I'll do. I'll record this one because I haven't recorded one all weekend. And I recorded it, and I was like, ah, it's fine. It was good enough. Let's put it up because I'm fucking so <laughs> bored. I'd been doing that kid material for like two years, but it was like right before the pandemic I wanted to record it. And so I'd been just doing that for a long time. And then I was so bored of it, and then I like – Again, it was like I, I had been doing just that set basically for several months, and I was so fucking sick of it that once I, that was like fine, I was like, let's do it. Let's put it out. Who just gives a put shit? Put it out, and you're done, and you can yeah. move on with that. Is that how you work with uh, material? Like, uh, is it just like you just work it till you're kind of tired of it, and then it's just like shelve it forever, or do you bring like sort of stuff back? How do you sprinkle in with your comedy? Gotcha. Well, I'm trying to do 20 minutes, release at least 20 minutes every year. Oh, nice. I, I think realistically, I'm doing mostly. 20 to 30 minute sets on the road, a headline around the area, a decent amount. But I'm not like, it's unrealistic for me to put out an hour a year. That's so, like, I, they would be very bad if I put out, <laughs> the, the comedy would be bad if I was putting out an hour a year. Yeah. And so I figure I can write it, I can write 20 minutes a year, and then it doesn't get as stale because, yeah, it gets very stale. So that's, I'm gonna, I have another like 20 minute thing coming out. And then, and also, it's not like Netflix is like dying to have me on. So I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, whatever. I'm just want to mm-hmm. keep putting out new material and not being married to old material. Some of it I think is good enough that I'm like I should release that in some form, but I'm I don't want to wait till I have an hour of shit that is like yeah. that to put out. And then there's other stuff that I'm sure I'll regret later when I go back and look at it. But for now, I feel you know <laughs> that's a problem with putting anything out there. Sure, though, right? Of like you're going to regret a lot of it. Well, yeah, yeah it, this yeah. podcast for you guys. This episode oh, right. is what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah Three like, weeks from now, what were we've we been, thinking? Like this is uh, this is kind of our like anniversary month. Yeah, uh, our five year anniversary of you, doing. Let's, you do that shit like a lady. It's my anniversary month. Yep. For, for the, well, we re, we started recording in January, but we first released them. But yes, absolutely. Um, and so it was like. The whole just aspect of like just doing it and seeing what we've done out there and just being like, oh, yeah, in like another five years, the stuff we did now 10 years ago, who knows what is okay or not okay at this point in time. Like we were just like looking back at stuff like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, and that's still, you know, in the 2000s. And you're like, these like... Just some of the 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 cringe humor of sure. like the the you know Patrice O'Neill, Lisa Lampanelli, and all of yep. them, and you're like, God, you can't. I mean, you can do that absolutely, but I don't know if you want like. I just want it in the comedy club, like the shared experience yeah, yeah, of that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to go out there on the internet for everyone. A lot of that aspect because oh, the stuff, great point. The dude. stuff is funny as fuck. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've ever heard anybody quite say it like that. Like, I liked it because I love Patrice O'Neill. I yeah. thought he was hilarious, right? Um, but yeah, in the internet world, he wouldn't. He wouldn't work. Oh, but right? he doesn't give a fuck. Oh, he well, didn't now give he a doesn't. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> right. I but, think he'd be fine in the internet world. I think the thing that people confuse is Patrice O'Neill is an incredible comedian. He would have been the worst assistant manager. And like you oh, can't sure. be that guy if you're like working at fucking Office Depot, you know sure. what I mean? But, but even Chappelle, even Chappelle gets um, you know pushback for a lot of the stuff he does, right? And you can't yeah. get bigger than Chappelle, right? right. Um, so I, I don't know, it'd be tough. But I do, I would love, I do think that um, seeing him in a comedy setting is is way better. So you know what? I, yeah, I appreciate those guys that kind of lock out their their. 
comedy and say you can't have phones What's and stuff. A, that, I, I think that like the like imagine a musician just being in a the middle of an office setting and pulling out a guitar. You'd sure. tell that guy to fuck off. Like that's not where that belongs. <laughs> it belongs in a concert venue, you know, or it belongs on an album where yeah. you get to choose to listen to it. Yep. And that's the same thing as comedy. Like of course some of the shit Patrice says wouldn't fly in an office, right. but in most comedy clubs, like most people, there might be like an also we've given so much. So much power to the, like the single complainant, right? Like the, the one yeah. person who complains now becomes the center. There's like in Chappelle's show, there like at a, at a Chappelle show, there's like twenty thousand people laughing, and three people on the internet get so much mm-hmm. bandwidth from us because he doesn't have a completely universal appeal, right? You know what I mean? But then you also, I mean, and that's not even the aspect. A lot of the stuff, even if I don't necessarily agree with the comedian's point of view, I love comedy. I love going to shows. I love watching them on Netflix. I sure. love just even just like what we're doing here, just having the interviews and just talking with comedians. I've just loved it uh, for so long. And the fact that you can understand, you may not ag- agree with their with what they have to say, but follow the joke, follow yeah. the punchline, see where they're going with it and see what they're, you know, it's read more into it than just the words. Yeah. Like there's so much more to comedy than just speaking, you know, you know, words, punchline, you know, it's like set up punchline, set up punchline. There's so much more to it. And that's what I love about it. Cause everyone also has their own uh, aspect to it, their own, the way that they're going to, uh, you know, attack it, so to speak. I'm going to say a really controversial thing. Oh, oh shit. I heard Joe Rogan say a wise thing one time. Uh Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. 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 No, I, 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 I yeah, I, whatever you feel what you want. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't love the dude, but he said uh, he like did a show, and someone came up to him after, and they're like, "Do you really believe all that stuff you said?" And he goes, "No, of course not. But what I believe isn't as funny." Like, right? Like, right. They, like I say jokes where like I'm the bad guy in the joke. I don't think I'm a bad guy. I don't want to be a bad guy, but I'm the bad guy in this joke. Like, mm-hmm. that's I'm not. I'm letting you not be the bad guy is what I'm doing. You know right? I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're using you in the place of the aspect right. of it. And I mean, even with like Rogan. Um, I like, like, I, 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 it's funny to me because people are like, he has a platform. He shouldn't have these people on, (laughs) but then I'm also on the aspect of like what he's doing is he's making entertainment. Uh, and then also he's like, he just asks the questions Mm -hmm. and he lets them talk. He's like, Oh, okay. I kind of like, he's open. He's open-minded to those sort of aspects, especially when they're on the podcast. He doesn't necessarily want to fight with people. And it's the same reason why we've got shit about, you know, having the flat earther on, uh, Mark Sargent. He was a guy on Netflix. We had him on. It's the one we always go back to because it was the one where people, Brogan was at a bar. He mentioned it and people literally got pissed at him for having him. I'm like, we're not journalists. Yeah. Right, we're here to right. talk about stuff that we're interested in, and I want to hear you try to explain meteorites for flat Earth. Right, right. And it's a fucking insane. Well, it's also like those dudes aren't going to just go away. They're just going to be interviewed by less like mm-hmm. serious people. They're going to be interviewed sure. by people you'd like way less than you like Rogan. I'd way rather have someone who's like closer to representing my point of view than fucking Tucker Carlson oh, <laughs> talking yeah. to this person, right? Like... <laughs> Yeah, that's I, the 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 hate for him. I don't think he's like a brilliant. I I'm. It's like whatever. He's very famous. Obviously, I'm not taking that away from him. I don't have. I don't have even like strong opinions about Rogan. But what I do think is it's crazy how much like how much power we give to people who like mm-hmm. who like he gets so much airtime for how like. He's just a fucking dummy talking to people. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But he's doing it on his own terms. And it's uh, the, the aspect I love about podcasting is that it is it's the new public access. Right. And so you can find 
amazing things. You can just find little niche programming that you're just like, I never knew about this thing and I love it and I'm going to listen to this person. Um, But on that same aspect, you can get just the total... Total shit shows, mm-hmm. which can be fun as well. Like, sure. I mean, that's just that the, the the great aspect of it. And I mean, even to segue into this, you have your own podcast, uh, rolling around with sports and stuff. Like, so let's it, you can, promote yeah, you that can a little bit. Listen to yeah. really amazing things, and you can also listen to my <laughs> podcast. That's a good point. That that's was a, a bad <laughs> segue, but poor sports, uh, sports and comedy podcast. Yeah, and uh, I just love it because you're also doing the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as a as a nerd who likes like just, I think your setup is solid. Oh, like thanks, I just man. like I'm like thanks, looking. Man. I was like, oh no, he's got a really good setup right there. Yeah, and it's like, I really like that. I've spent way more money than someone should for having had uh, 15 very bad podcasts in my life. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that's the thing you can do if you're worried about old podcasts. Just start, call it a new name, start over, mm-hmm. and just it's the same basic thing. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's a, I have a good setup. I've gone through a bunch of uh, like microphones and audio equipment, and I just uh, sold all my cameras and got new cameras. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's a, I set it up. I was going to do a podcast with a buddy, like we were going to do it in the pandemic, and then he moved to Las Vegas, uh, and now it's like, well, now I have this in person podcast set up, and you live a thousand miles away. And so luckily, I mean, I've been talking to uh, Alex Akita, who's the co-host, about yeah. doing a sports podcast for a long time. Are you? Do you know him at all? Do you guys, nope. either of you know him? No, not offhand, no. Uh, you're not a fan? Is that what you said? No, I said not <laughs> offhand. Not offhand. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Fuck that guy. No, no, no. Alex, gotcha. I don't know you. I would love to meet you. Uh, he, he, had a, he lives in Tacoma also. I thought about, I actually thought about seeing if he could come today, but then fuck him also. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's like had a big sports blog in Seattle for a long time. The, oh, shit. Okay. The Mariners did one of those things that were like, these are our fans. I'm going to make fun of him on an episode about it at some point, but it's like a profile of a fan and he's been, he's like buddies with, he used to be a Seattle Times intern. He's had like podcasts at KJRAM and stuff like that. And so he's got like a lot of, uh, he's got a pretty decent sized following on Twitter. And then as like you should as a 37 year old man or whatever he is, not have that big of a following on Instagram. Uh, He actually has his Instagram private, which is very funny to me. Um, But yeah, he's like, you know, funny and knows sports and stuff. So that's cool. And he's also uh, my uh, what I've had, I had a realization. Have you guys ever had Gabe Rutledge on this? Uh, no, but okay. I follow him and I, I love his stuff. He's I think amazing. He's, yeah. He sent me a message that was like, you know, I, I like the new podcast. And I was like, thank you. And I feel like it's good because he's not a comedian. He's like, oh, yeah, comics are horrible listeners. Like, the, so the fact that he's not a comic, I think, actually helps our podcast quite a bit. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just two egomaniacs fighting for the punchline. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and that's, yeah, even just trying to, like, realize and, like, being in, like, like with, with like, comics. I'm never trying to, like, step all over. It's, like, it's not a race sort of thing like right. that aspect. But a lot of the times, especially with two comics, you're like, oh, no, I got this punchline. Come on, come on, come on. Get to yeah. there. And then it's like, wait, no, you already have one. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always do this with my my dad. Whenever my I spend time with my dad and my sister, I try to do it separately because my dad and I will just go after each other. Like ro- my dad's not a comic, but he's got like he's witty, and we will just like try to crush each other the whole time and completely <laughs> monopolize the conversation. And so that's like what it's like being around two comics. It's just two people who don't know that everyone else doesn't enjoy this. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
What's uh so with um like we're obviously uh, well I don't want to say obviously that's rude to all of us but obviously. we're we're all not huge sports guys okay um but on that aspect I've gotten hard into that's a weird word in there yeah. Um, yeah, I've yeah. gotten deep into no no uh, uh I've really gotten into the Kraken and hockey nice. that's awesome um been just like since they even got uh you know announced it was just like super stoked so I've been really following them uh, what are the big uh, sports like the sports sports in general or just the teams that you love to follow uh local or not sure yeah so i mean i, I was like a huge sonics fan when they were here i loved mm-hmm. basketball growing up um i am like a mariners fan seahawks fan see i mean it's way easier as a dad and a comic and a podcaster and a person with a day job to watch the seahawks because they're on at middle of the day on a sunday so yeah. i can um i'm home and they are uh it's once it's 17 times a year or 1819 if we're or I guess six now it is 17 now 1819 yeah 20 if we're lucky right like the <laughs> but it's not very often that there's a, a Seahawks game so you can fit it into your schedule baseball's tough and also like I uh this might make me a fraud I had Fubo TV last year. Oh, so I, I could, fucking love it. I love Fubo, man. It's cool, but I was like, I watched, I was like, well, I want to be able to watch the Mariners this year and the Kraken, and I watched like seven or eight games live, and I'm like, I should just get MLB TV and watch the highlights, and like, yeah. it's a big wait, because I, I mean, at 7 p.m., on a every day is exactly what I'm doing comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that was like, for, for me, I got it just because literally, well, I have, I've got, I got Fubo for the Kraken uh-huh. because first off, uh, fuck cable. And I love the fact that yes. like when it's not hockey season, I can just pause it yeah. and like and pause my subscription. And then usually like when football starts, I pop it back on. Um, but also like between Kraken and then Wheel of Fortune, like, I fucking love Wheel of Fortune, so yeah. we just watch that all the time. I say Root Sports, get on fucking YouTube TV, please, because right? Fubo, Fubo's not sorry, Fubo, but your interface sucks, and it's I. Uh, it changes between uh, the TVs that I use because oh I got the God. fucking smart TVs, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do with what. Like, yeah, we switched to all Amazon Fire Sticks, and it's still like, t- I, and then I feel bad because my wife is like, I just got used to YouTube TV, and then you put this pile <laughs> of shit in front of me, and then we go back six months later. She's like, I forgot everything I'm supposed to do on this, you know. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic, uh, Casey at. Casey McLean, uh, I am curious because you have come to this podcast because it's a Tacoma Co- podcast, and I invited you. Um, but you're a Tacoma comic. Oh, it's actually just out on the street. Yeah, yeah you're just out on the street. <laughs> We're just like, hey, you want to come into a podcast? What do you do? Um, but also, you you grew up in Fife and in Tacoma, uh-huh. and so I just kind of want to get like from you um, the vibe now uh, from before because I grew up here. Uh, during you know the the eighties and the nineties and yeah. the two thousands and stuff like that, I think most everybody. Derek, have you? How long have you been here? Uh, in Tacoma specifically, about six years now. But I grew up in Kent. So. Okay, yeah. So you're still Pacific Northwest. Like Jeff is Florida and Scott's like Nevada. Yep. So um, it's just I love to kind of just like remind people what it was like then compared yeah. to now. That sort of aspect. So growing up in Fife, did you come to Tacoma that often? No. I mean, we'd go to like the Point Defiance Zoo. That was like the, the embassy out here, and then. <laughs> We would never cross the border between Fife and Tacoma besides that. When I was 21, I would go visit bars on Pacific Avenue. Nice. But other, I don't even remember what they were called, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. They're long gone now at that yeah. point. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like, I, I, you know, I moved to, I was born in Federal Way. Or no, I was, when, we, when I was born, we lived in Federal Way. I was actually born at Tacoma General. Uh, and then we moved to Fife when I was like five years old. 
And um, I've li- I lived there for a long time, but we would only come because Tacoma. My parents came out here in the seventies. Mm-hmm. My dad's from uh, Vancouver, Washington originally. My mom's nice. from Spokane, and they came here in the seventies. And they were like the seventies and eighties in Tacoma were fucking scary. Yeah. I don't I don't know like I don't know, but my I think that's why we didn't come to Tacoma is because they lived through the seventies and eighties out here. I mean, I was single digits at that time, so sure. it like really didn't count. I lived in like kind of university place. Well, I did live in Tacoma and stuff like you that. You participated in yeah. a little bit of gang violence, a, a but little not a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Nothing that can stick at this point in yeah. time. Statute uh, of limitations is. But up. like in my teen years in the nineties, it was definitely in Tacoma, living in a university place, but you know, coming to Tacoma to basically do nerdy shit. Right. But it was that sort of aspect. You didn't go to Wright Park, like you just didn't go to Hilltop that area, and even like. Brogan and our buddy Chris lived basically right next to, I think it was TG, I think it was Tacoma General, but just that whole area, and you're just like, don't leave your house, like, don't walk down to the hobnob, like, don't do anything like that, because it, it, it it's beyond what sketchy is. And now, yeah. and now it's just like, well, have your head on a swivel if you're going anywhere. But that's kind of just city life at that aspect. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's there's nothing worse about Tacoma than any other city. Um, I think it's like... I remember when we, so I moved to Tacoma proper like ten or twelve years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we went to Hilltop for the first time. And I had been like as a kid had heard all these horror stories about don't go to Hilltop; it's you know gang infested, blah blah blah. And we go and it's like well, there's like a like a like a craft sandwich place here, like it. Yeah. And then you're like, I was like, obviously there's many complications of gentrification. Mm-hmm. Not not trying to make a value judgment on uh, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. All the disclaimers you have to give. Yep. But I went there and I was like, this is like crazy that this is the place that I was afraid of. And then we went one block over and this we like stopped at a stop sign. And this lady, white lady, on her porch goes, what the fuck are you looking at, motherfucker? Like to me and my wife. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the part. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. You're, you were right. Some people were right. <laughs> yeah, some, of the, some people are still uh, a very adversarial. Yeah. Uh, uh, around the area but it's also one of the things i love about tacoma i mean fuck jeff and i were waiting for uh, everyone else to show up and we we're just hanging out outside some dude just walks by and just starts up a conversation you just start bullshitting with a person and it's like i tell people tacoma is people are willing to talk to you whether or not you are expecting them to talk to you <laughs> and just whether having the cu- want to talk to them yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> and like the culture shock for my wife was like she came like we lived in seattle um but she came by way of like bothell gotcha. so like the culture shock of tacoma like someone in line was flipping her shit for bringing her own bags uh, right. to the store but it was still like mandatory at that point. Like it was still like one of these like, oh, you're making us all look bad. And she was just like, is that what they do? I was like, yeah, don't worry, don't worry, it's just cool. And then after two years, she's like, yeah, okay, I can kind of handle here. And we bought a house. So nice. it was like one of those things where you're like, okay, cool. Well, as long as you're okay with it, because like moving back to Tacoma was one of those things that I love to do because I wanted to, and even restarting back up uh, the podcast with the guys, it was I want to relearn what Tacoma is now sure, and see what it has for adults because I was a teenager or, you know, in my twenties and I was like, I was going to nibbles and bites, which was the computer store slash game store where we'd play magic, the gathering. And that'd be the only place that I'd ever go in Tacoma. Right. And so being able to learn more about the area has been really kind of the benefit and the boon for me. I mean, fuck, I remember when the Tacoma comedy club was nothing. Then they made it into like this big hipster restaurant 
then they made it into another club with a mechanical bull inside of it. Yeah. I got I got pukey drunk at that one. <laughs> and but I was I was working security at Department of Assigned Council right above it. Oh wow. Like it was like I watched them constructing the stuff like to make it and I was like, Oh, that's kinda interesting. So that's I've cool. I've loved every aspect of Tacoma, good or bad. And I mean now just like the new hilltop is basically Hosmer. Like Sure. Don't go to Hosmer. Like, I mean or at least, like, don't go to Latitude 84. Like, I'm just going to shout out that club right there. I've been there. Yeah, I know you've been there. Like, they, it's <laughs> literally checked in It's there. literally the one um, bar that uh, I know for a fact uh, a military are banned to, from going Oh, there. wow. Yeah. Like, from their, like, they're banned from entering? Like, or like the base? The, the base says, gotcha. you do not go to this one because it's just a shit show. Gotcha. And apparently there's been a lot of incidents with, you know, just... You know, drunk getting getting stupid. Yeah, we do. The wife and I totally rolled in there one day. Yeah, and we looked it up too, and it d- doesn't have like bad reviews or anything at the time, right? And we rolled in, and the bartender's like, "Oh, we don't get people usually this early or whatever." Like, yeah, we're just getting a drink. And uh, I told her, I said, "Your reviews look good online," and she's like, "Oh, it didn't say anything about the stabbing." <laughs> and I was like, "No, didn't say anything about the stabbing this at all." A bad salesperson. <laughs> oh, she's like, "Oh, that's good because people they you know they get nervous about that kind of stuff." Manage what? your expectations. Right. What I like about Tacoma is that it's actually it's actually diverse, and I've mm-hmm. like traveled the country a little bit for comedy, right? And you go to places like Louisville, uh, Oklahoma City, the, these places where there's like, of course, there's like hipster neighborhoods and all that stuff, but there's yeah. but there's like people actually. So Seattle to me gets Seattle, the people present as very progressive mm-hmm. they want to feel very progressive but when you go to seattle it's incredibly segregated socioeconomically racially there's like i have a buddy that's from detroit and he's lived in he lived in spokane for a while he's a black guy he should have on the podcast actually greg beachler amazing comic nice yeah but he um he uh i was like yeah you know there's like the black neighborhood in seattle and he's like there's no black neighborhood in seattle and he's like i'm like just because there's never been a comedy show there he doesn't know about it right <laughs> It's Rainier Valley. Yeah. And then it's very white outside mm-hmm. of Rainier Valley, right? And Tacoma, there's at least, and maybe this is going to keep changing, unfortunately, but like people live in the same neighborhood as yeah. different ethnicities mm-hmm. and also different like income brackets and uh, and religious backgrounds and stuff. like. I live very close to, without giving too much away about my neighborhood, I live very close <laughs> to a uh, Hebrew-Israelite church, which if you're... Yeah, if you, okay, yeah. The like, same guys that were like marching, supporting Kyrie Irving outside of uh, the <laughs> Barclays Center. Oh, shit. They're, they're by the way, on the Southern Poverty Law Center as like a hate group. Wow. They have a church... In Tacoma, that I live very close. I didn't to. even realize that. Yeah. Oh shit! I saw okay. the thing and I was like, "That I think that name sounds familiar." And I, and it's like, it's it, by the way, they cause no problems in my neighborhood. I'm not I'm not even trying to shit on them. What I'm saying is, is like we it's a place where there's military. There's a lot of military families, so you're Lots, gonna have diff- yeah. there's there's diversity of politics, diversity of religion, diversity of race, diversity of age, eth- uh, you know, whatever ethnicity. Uh, income, etc. There's like very wealthy parts of Tacoma. There's not very wealthy, and there's some of those places are in the same neighborhood. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, and that was like when we, I, I, when we ended up moving and buying the house. First off, we lived, um, <laughs> we lived at uh, Brogan had a house, uh, basically right behind the Emerald Queen Casino. Okay, and so we stayed there for a couple of years, and somehow managed to like 
my wife was still okay with living in Tacoma because it was it right there was just definitely a shit show yes. just in terms of like like uh, both the Puyallup tribe and Tacoma like both were like well this is on the border so it's not our area so we're not going to fix any of the roads <laughs> so it was like all just off road and it was just like down kind of by where like the big gulch is where there's a lot of uh, 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 people experiencing homelessness sure. uh, just basically camping out there and just kind is of that the, is that the way we say that now? I camping don't know out? I don't even know anymore right, like I just right. like I was trying he had the best neighbor the lady right oh, across the from fucking the insane best. lady. Dude, yeah, she awesome. She yeah, she was the woman who created storylines based on whatever we were doing. So my wife's sisters came to visit and all of a sudden I had multiple wives, sister yeah, wives. Dude. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, she would just scream, uh, scream out her window and it was like it wasn't like just at us it was like all of our neighbors she just basically was just down for having fights with everybody right and i just remember one day just going out there she was yelling at one neighbor and i was just like shut the fuck up <laughs> and she's like what you talking? She's like shut the fuck up just yell just kept yelling shut the fuck up to her and even like at one point just like like call like i didn't call 911 but i called tpd non-emergency gotcha. i'm like this woman is like starting a lot of shit and they're right. like yeah, we know about her. I'm like, that doesn't help me because you're not doing anything. Come on, guys. Um, but then now we've moved and we're more central in Tacoma, still on kind of the southeast side-ish a little gotcha. bit. But it's like we're in this weird area that's just kind of like almost like a suburb dropped off in the middle of like basically Pacific Avenue. Is it? Okay, so it's it's near Pacific Avenue. I was thinking of yeah. uh, there's an area over there that like Salishan that used to be like that was the that was Hilltop at the time too, right? Yeah. Like, don't go to now. That's like it's. I know they kept some uh, low income housing, which is good. Yeah, they have some low income housing, and they have a teen refuge center right there. Gotcha. But um, they also have like like hipster mm-hmm. all the trappings of hipster neighborhoods. They right? do, like, yeah, but it's also diverse too because right. they'll have just the 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 local market, the local businesses, and just all the different ethnicities that co mingle, especially like on. Portland Avenue and McKinley Avenue, that sort sure. of area. And so it's kind of interesting to see all of those different aspects because then you also still have the diviest of dive bars. Sure. Some of Brogan's favorite places. I love dive bars. Yeah. Like including like the Brass Lantern and some of sure. the other places around there. But then right across the street from there, there's like this amazing, I think it's an El Salvadorian place. Like it's just, oh, it's like the killer food. Like it's yeah. just so fucking good. And that's what I love about this area like you can just get all of the different amazing different experiences living here and most yeah. of it for me is food based like <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like it's like really great like food based but you can just experience a whole lot of different things here that's funny i i, yeah, I feel that same way about tacoma where it's like you'll go down to 56th and south tacoma way mm-hmm. and you're like why am i not here every weekend and then you go on the weekend and you're like oh that's why yeah that's why like it's it's like but also part of the thing is I'm 36 years old. Like, there's place I go to comedy clubs on the weekends. If, yeah. And outside of that, I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere else after 10 p.m. on any day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's even just the aspect of like, uh, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, oh man, we could go because there's a bunch of there's some great clubs, and I was like, I want to go out and like do karaoke or go dancing or yeah. do a thing, and then it gets to be about nine o'clock, and I'm like. Uh, yeah. No, no, been, no, I'm good. Have you ever been to uh, so the Tacoma Comedy Club is right by Steel Creek? And so sometimes on a rare occasion, if a comic, like a the headliner wants to go out for a drink, I'm like, it's the closest place. It's one block down, basically. And you go in there and you're like, 
I feel a fight is about to happen in here. Like, I haven't. It's a country bar. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know of it. I haven't been down to that one. I, I, the one that I was thinking of was the one on Puyallup. Do they do like line dancing at Steel Creek? I, I assume so. They have the big. It's yeah. one. Okay, they got the big. It's like that's one of the, the, the most insane things. And I mean, I'm not like I've known about line dancing. Sure. But like seeing it in action, if you're a little inebriated and you weren't expecting it, it was like one of the most like it was a mind fuck just like watching it. I'm like, these guys are really. Like, how does everybody know what they're like, doing? So coordinated. <laughs> Apparently, like you had to go to like you have to go and go to like instructional classes before they will let you do it. Yeah. Like I was just like, holy shit. The old comedy underground in Tacoma used to be there was a place called the Big Whiskey Saloon right above it. And that mm-hmm. was like the funniest thing to me where you're like. All these dudes in cowboy hats came to downtown Tacoma mm-hmm. to do, like. There's not a place in fucking Eatonville for you to do this. You came to downtown Tacoma. <laughs> well, if you look at all the lifted trucks around here, the cowboy hats are still very prevalent around here. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, I feel like those bars are just so that like somebody who's like a military serviceman from tennessee has yeah. a place to go you know what i mean and it's a solid i mean that's a solid aspect like yeah. with jblm and like all the other all the other like bremerton everett like all of it even though they're you know a little bit of ways away obviously like just the fact that we have this amazingly like you're just talking about the diversity like a lot of that does come from there's diversity there's right there. <laughs> yep the great sounds of diversity of sound yep um just the fact that like you can have all those different experiences, yeah. And I think that's amazing. I think that's one of the, the the best parts about all of it. All right, where are you going? As long as it's one thing I learned in Seattle when I was living there, and like really being cognizant of the sirens. The sirens are fine if they keep going. If the sirens turn off as they're coming near you, that's when you've got the problem, oh, and no. that's when you've got to realize that it's happening around you. That's and, interesting. Yeah. So that's why. Where I also, did you live in Seattle? Uh, I lived up on 145th, by 145th in Aurora, a little bit off of that. So it's like the edge of like North Seattle. Gotcha, gotcha. And, uh, that's the Tacoma of Seattle. Kind of is. Isn't Aurora the one that you can watch the videos on YouTube of? Yes. Yes. And we were, I mean, we were a couple of like, uh, I would probably say four or five blocks off of it because we were on Greenwood and but we still lived in just a tiny, uh, tiny one bedroom that you know still had the, the 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 security locks and all of that stuff like that. But it was the house behind us. They would get a lot of calls because it was a party house. Sure. And you're just like, okay, well, let's see what's that. And look out the window. You see all the sirens. And you're looking up the nine one one thing. You're like, okay, yep, medical call. All right, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then you just see all those different aspects of it. And that was kind of one of those things where, like, yeah, I'm prepared, like, somewhat prepared for or trying to prepare the wife to come down to Tacoma. Yeah. And it, it's been mostly quiet for us in Tacoma as well. Like, I don't know. I just love the fact that we can kind of hang out and just, you know, I don't want to say be us because you can be yourself anywhere on that aspect. But I like Tacoma. I'm pretty familiar with Tacoma. And it's just uh, it's really I, I enjoy it. A Do lot. you get? Good neighbors, like all the things we've done at your house, and no complaints. <laughs> I got, yeah, right. I've got, yeah, I've got a good setup. Like, uh, I know if if the pandemic had turned out to be worse than it was, I was really considering like doing like backyard like performances oh, that's for awesome. like stuff like for like my friends or like because I got friends in bands or hey, com- I'll come comics. Perform on them. That's what I'll. There we go. See, that's what I'm saying. We do uh, a comedy show in the backyard or you, something like that. You, you got the I got a bar. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a stage whore, and then like I'll do whatever is available. I was at uh, the Putts Golf Superstore up by there in uh, North Seattle, and I was driving on Aurora, mm-hmm. which I used to work in Des Moines when down there. It's called Pacific 
highway. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot about. I was driving to it, and I was like, oh, look at all these people experiencing prostitution out here, you know? The, the, it was, like, wild to see. You're like, oh, this is, like, really happening. I forgot about, like, the, the – like, you – like, yep. also, it's, like, prostitution has gone to the internet. So when you see, it, like, yeah. it, this in is happening wild. in real yeah, life, you're yeah. like, wow, this is it's amazing. like you're on safari. You're like, oh, look at that. Take pictures. That's yeah. what every guy that got pulled over that day said. <laughs> I forgot it was like this here. I was going to the <laughs> golf store, sir. Normally, I have to get on Grubhub, and now there's, you know, uh, you put a burger right in front of me. You don't want me to eat uh, it, you know? I was, yeah, I, I just remember... Just you drive down there, and then just as you're like stopped at a stoplight, it's kind of that same thing you're talking about being in Tacoma getting yelled at. Like, don't make eye contact with the person at the bus station. Yeah, because they're <laughs> yeah they're they're like oh yeah you want to like no 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 don't go 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 like I got to get out of here because I don't need that in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations for people if they're coming to Tacoma? Um, to experience like maybe something that's a little bit off of the beaten path uh, in terms of either like food or experiences or anything along those lines. Cause we like to highlight that stuff. Yeah. So this is probably, this is kind of like a curious thing because I've lived here so long that it's hard for me to know like what recommendations people get when they come here. Fair. Like every comic goes to the glass museum. I don't know a sing. I've never been to the glass museum. I've lived near here for 36 years. Never <laughs> considered going to the glass museum. Not nothing against it. I've never gone to the, any of the museums. Uh, the history museum is pretty cool. I believe it. There was, they had a DB <laughs> Cooper exhibit there that I was like, "We're going to go to that." To my wife, and then she just stalled for the entire time. It was <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, "We can do anything else." Yeah, She's like, no, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> she said that in her mind. She didn't know that I didn't know. Um, so my like the places that I would recommend are like the Parkway Tavern is nice. Uh, yeah, what it's like truly a transformational place for me it was like the first craft beer bar in Tacoma. They still have amazing. Beer. Uh, I was actually just there the other day, and they had uh, Pliny the Younger, which I've been in search of for like years. Wow! And they, okay. they, uh, I, I happened to know the right people there, so I found out when they were going to be popping the keg, and then it was like gone in an hour. And I oh got there shit! At the beginning. Yeah, I was there at the beginning, so I got to, I got to try it. Literally, that's like a ten-year search for me to get to wow. that beer. Um, yeah, and then I guess like what uh, I'm trying to think of what like food places I would recommend. There's so many good food places i love the just going back to the parkway for a second i love the fact that first off follow them on social uh if you're around in this area because on mondays they kind of go like ape shit with their beers like yeah. they do like they call it randling which i don't know what that means i don't know the it's terms like a big tank that they, yeah. they put stuff in and run the beer through it yeah okay perfect yeah so they'll just come up with just crazy concoctions so if you're like a beer aficionado like that's something to go experience and yeah you're like i love the parkway just because that was where i found the the black current uh cider oh, nice. i just i just remember that was when we went we went there and then we went to oh the what drinking for polar bears i think was one of them or something along yeah, those lines so we were yeah, like yeah. bar hopping and my wife it was a january so she was like we're going dry january it's like you're going dry january <laughs> you're gonna be driving and i'm just gonna get shit housed and that was that was super fun but like just going to the parkway i know that they actually do the grit and grain podcast it's amazing there it's so like yeah there's a great podcast so if you're into um beer like seriously, like listen to them. Like I'll give them a shout out because they're amazing yep. and like they're putting in the work on that aspect. So E Nine like, Brewing has yeah. uh, like one of the best breweries in the country. Very good pizza. They have two locations. The one in the downtown area mm-hmm. has the pizza, and then uh, 
Cook's Tavern. That's where I'll say best breakfast in Tacoma. Man, now I'm hungry. Ooh. It's one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though the the Valley where you guys used to have show, <laughs> yeah. that place yeah. and the eleven eleven the the yeah. all those like peaks and pints kind of all that like Peterson the Brothers Peterson restaurant Bro X yeah. group stuff that uh they all everything's amazing. The Valley has the best shrimp and grits in Tacoma because they might have the only shrimp and grits in Tacoma. I didn't know any place had shrimp and grits. It's in Tacoma. fucking awesome. I uh I yeah the Valley is great. I love the Valley. Nice. Uh, I think we're good on this. I love having you on, Casey. Like, seriously, like, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks um, Give us a uh, link tree and all the uh, aspects yeah, the of the Casey socials. Casey McLean everywhere. Um, if you can't find me at the Casey McLean, I think just YouTube, I'm Casey McLean. I also have, by the way, a uh, web series called Road Hacks where I'm playing golf with comedians. Oh, nice. So on, yeah, sometimes on, like, I played with this dude, Marty Johnson, in Oklahoma City. So that's like either I'm playing on the road playing with comedians or in the best case scenario i'm playing with comedians on the road and uh so yeah it's pretty fun if you don't it's not even like super golf heavy so like we're just a bunch of dumbasses playing golf talking shit and uh we're not good so it's not instructional (laughs) there's nothing you're gonna there's no redeeming value except for that it's funny hopefully that is awesome like yeah so check them out and we have all the links on the descriptor for this podcast and we throw them out on our discord and all of our socials and stuff like that uh and uh you do have a special that is coming up soon yeah it's called it's going to be called uh heavy breathing (laughs) and uh it'll relate to a joke obviously but it's also because i'm a big fat guy (laughs) and um yeah it'll be i don't know i just got to edit it it's so brutal to watch your material that many times over and over again especially when it's material that you're ready to get rid of it's like oh my god can i just move on from this i will commend you for doing video editing because i fucking hate it it's brutal man. it's it's one of those things like i love audio and i love editing audio once you get into the video aspect i've done it i don't like to do it yeah i'll do it but it's like one of those things where i i bought a program for my phone and that's the only way i'll do it now (laughs) it's just like i'm gonna do it on this itty bitty phone but uh Check out all of his stuff. Uh, also, if you just go to our website, you'll find all the links to all the things. You go to gridcitypodcast.com. You can find our Patreon, our Discord, where you can participate. We got stage uh, performances, I guess, when we do uh, our uh, Yeah, Yeah, episodes. we're on stage right now. We're live uh, oh, podcast recording with Casey mclean wait i'm um we're, set up this is going dad. out live right now oh yeah, oh, yeah. did we tell you that <laughs> uh we i thought we told you but yeah, yeah where, i mean i don't I, just on our discord um, channel yeah, i don't we, feel we, bad about hey, it hey we have clack but by the way uh, we we have clack wax uh we have c note and we have uh fight fright fright frightening fighting irish 38 Okay. C note is my uh, yeah. freestyle hip hop name. So. Is it? No, I, I you might I have to fight I used to make that, that joke. No, yeah. C note's pretty big. I gotta tell you, he looked like. <laughs> and he knows people with fireworks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, let me, he he knows the guys that let me shoot off the fireworks at the fair. C note so. just me because I know a lot of people with fireworks. Also, am I in the Discord right now? <laughs> Some inception on all yeah. of that. Oh, Casey, thank you so much for being on with us. If people want to experience uh, all of us, you can. Uh, I mean, hell, like, experience all of us. Okay, that was weird. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. But you will. We we will be live at the Real Art Tacoma March 10th oh, for awesome. the Mario Party. So they're doing a, a whole bunch of uh, uh, nerdy music, um, some chip tunes and stuff like that. Derek's brother is going to be performing. So cool. we're going to go there, hang out. at our Grit City meetup, uh, checking all that. Again, South Tacoma Way, which is yeah. an amazing venue. We'll probably go to the airport beforehand. Yeah, Shit, cool. Maybe the church or like there's so many bars like right there. It's so cool. That yeah. area is so cool. I want, I want more people to experience that 
area. And I just yeah. love the fact that even the airport is building up the event space next mm-hmm. door. Like they've taken that over. So it's going to get even bigger and better. So, I mean, if you're going to produce more comedy shows, maybe we can get some hey, going listen, down. You, Dano and I are in talks. Don't worry. <laughs> and then also, uh, I want to give a shout out to Brogan's not here, but Cosmic Bottles is amazing. If you want to find comedy, they do comedy there. Comedy there. Comedy there. Comedy there. Also, uh, acoustic shows, and it's just a great bottle shop in Covington. Check them out, CosmicBottles.com. A shout-out to the Union Club, who uh, are gracious enough to let us record in there in this amazing space. It's a co-working space, so if you need business space or just a mailbox for your business, you can do that. UnionClubTacoma.com. I think that's about it. You guys, uh, you guys ready to get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com. Yeah.